When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Next on the OHIO podcast, we begin our Big Ten 2023 previews with the Indiana Hoosiers. You know what? It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. The hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who win. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans. Where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! Seventh season for Tom Allen uh, with Indiana. Of course, they're located in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana. They play at Memorial Stadium with a capacity of 52,626. Chris, their all-time record is one of the worst in the Big Ten, 500, 704, and 44. It might be the worst in the Big Ten next to, I don't know, Rutgers possibly. I'd have to look that up. Uh, Northwestern maybe. Uh, their bowl record is 3-10, and 10, but they have won two conference titles in the Big Ten. Last year, they started the year off pretty hot, Chris. They were... Uh, 3-0 and off the bat with wins at Illinois, which that's looking back now, that was a huge win that's for them. That's a big win, yeah. They beat Idaho. They won in overtime against Western Kentucky, and then they went on a pretty big losing streak. They lost seven in a row before defeating Sparty in double overtime for their second overtime win of the season before losing to in-state rival Purdue, which got their record to 4-8. and eight. Uh, Vegas had them at four and a half wins last year, Chris. We both said take the under. Our prediction was two and ten, and uh, our prediction was, for the most part, pretty much true. 
So, Chris, looking back at uh, Indiana historically, looking back on the season they had last year, we both said take the under. We were pretty doggone close because they only had four wins, which is more two more than what we thought they would have, but two overtime wins. So, well, we I would say, Eric, that Illinois win, that that was the shocker, like you said. And Bielema has to be looking back at himself and asking how that happened. Yeah. Because if you go and you look, yeah, they, they, they took down Idaho – they needed overtime to beat Western Kentucky at home. And then their only other victory came, of course, as we talked about, that, that road game at a really bad Michigan State team last season. So, yeah, that, that Illinois win, I, I still don't know how they got it. Yeah, they were early on, early in the season, right? Catch them at the right time. And I think maybe they're hoping for the same same time of uh, – a karma this year for them uh, with Ohio State catching them at the beginning of the season to start the year off. But, uh, Chris, I looked back at last year and I thought, you know, this was not the same Indiana team that we were worried about two seasons before that. If you go back, I believe it was 2019 and 2020, both years, Indiana had pretty good years. 2020, they had us, they came back big time in the COVID year inside the horseshoe and really gave us a scare down to the fourth quarter outside of the loss to uh, Alabama. That was by far, in my opinion, the uh, best challenge Ohio State got that season. And, yeah. and there's a lot of people who thought Indiana should be in the Big Ten Championship because at the end of the day, Ohio State didn't meet the criteria that they had established right. at the beginning of the season, but that was just Karen Warren being Karen Warren. And, and let me tell you, Eric, there's there's one – I mean, if there's many differences between – the 2021-2022 Indiana Hoosiers versus what we saw in 19 and 20. But the biggest difference I think we will agree is actually residing with the Washington Huskies right now. You know, they they let a Heisman caliber candidate get away there. Michael Penix Jr. Yes. was was that was the heart and, and soul of that. So we have brought on uh, for for these this year since Indiana is our first. We're going to kind of let you all know what to expect moving forward. But we're bringing on experts from other podcasts who cover these other football teams uh, via Big Banter, who we are a part of as well. And so the LEO podcast, Brandon from the LEO podcast, is coming up. He's going to talk, uh, give us more insight, if you will. Uh, to uh, the Indiana program that he loves and covers. So here he is. Welcome to the show, Brandon. And we're back at the OHIO podcast. And now, as you can see, I'm joined by an expert from the Indiana LEO podcast. All right. First question, Brandon Dubich. So good to have you in tonight. Thank you. L-E-O. Explain to all of us ignorant Buckeyes what in the world is going on right. over there in Bloomington with L-E-O. Well, I think you know uh, Kevin Wilson all too well, right? When when uh, he left, um, I say that in jest, left Indiana, um, it needed a culture overhaul, right? In comes Tom Allen. Um, Mr. Wilson, he led a tough program, and, and spirits were low. So what, mm. what did Tom Allen come in? He wanted to lift everyone up, and it really means love everyone, right? Okay. Um, and he wanted to bring that mantra of we're in this all together. 
Uh, the, it was a little bit of a toxic environment where it was coaches versus players, players versus players. So uh, in, in kind of a more positive, uplifting style, uh, Tom Allen introduced LEO. Um, it's what he it's what they end every practice with. It's what they end with every meeting with. Um, so it's kind of the the program's mantra, I guess you uh, if you wanted a clear definition of it. Cool. Yeah, I just I was curious. I mean, I, I knew yeah. just from, you know, the few things I had, you know, picked up on doing some research. But I know a lot of our watchers on our YouTube channel and listeners on the podcast will have no idea what right. LEO stands for. So I wanted to get that yeah. out of the way. So a couple of years ago, you scared the bejeebus out of us in Ohio Stadium. Um, I know you're probably bitter that, uh, uh, Kevin Warren, or as we like to call him in our podcast, Karen Warren, uh, <laughs> changed the rules, uh, at the end of the season to benefit the Scarlet and gray. I'm sure you're still a little bitter about that, but what has happened since then with the program, Brandon, yeah, it seems so, like it's fallen off a little bit. So I'll, let me back up there. I wasn't bitter, honestly. Um, the right team got in, and honestly, that's what I all care. Like, it would have been awesome for IU to get to a Big Ten championship. You know, they haven't been to one since the Rose Bowl season 50 years ago. It would have been fantastic. But honestly, it's good for the conference if the conference does well, right? And mm-hmm. honestly, Ohio State's the best chance right now. Well, uh, maybe not recently with Michigan, but – uh, honestly, Ohio State on the big stage would have been better. So I wouldn't say it, it's been bitter. Um, but what's been going on recently? No quarterback, no chance, my man. Mm. Um, we've had no quarterback. It's been uh, musical chairs to fi- kind of find someone. Uh, when IU went to five bowl games in four years, Nate Sudfeld, Michael Penix, Peyton Ramsey, right? All guys that have won on the big stage and two potent Nate Sudfeld's been in the league for a while and Michael Penix is a Heisman hopeful, right? So when IU was making bowl games regularly, they had a quarterback. You couldn't name IU. Non-IU fans couldn't name IU's quarterback the last two or three years, right? right. That's been the problem. Penix. Leaving the program. What's up with that? For those, for those who weren't following Hoosier football. Three straight season-ending injuries. I mean, mm. it it almost seemed like both parties were cursed. We would have liked for him to stay, but he had a chance to go match up with his offensive coordinator that put him on the national stage, right? Um, God, I'm blanking on his name, the coach of Washington right now, um, who, who went to Fresno State. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he had a chance to go make magic happen out there, and so it was a mutual parting. Um, but IU is kind of like, ah, this guy can't, this guy can't play a full season. Um, last season, in fact, was his first full season. He never started and finished a season with IU. So it, it was a mutual parting of ways though. Everyone was sad to see him go. Yeah. So you guys get a transfer quarterback in Taven Jackson, who's a, who's an Indiana kid yeah. went down to Tennessee. Now he's back. What's the expectations there? So he fits the system so much better than the quarterback who will not be named um, from last year. Uh, The system is really built to get out of the pocket, move, and get playmakers in space. That's what he can do. Um, He he has legs. He can get out and run. Um, He's probably, pound for pound, the most talented quarterback that's been at IU. 
Um, and I say that with Michael Penix uh, being a Heisman hopeful, pound for pound, probably the most talented quarterback. He just has absolutely no experience, right? So there's right. there's going to be inexperience, bumps and bruises for sure. He fits the scheme. The talent is there. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of hope uh, for the for Hoosier fans. But again, I mean, he's a redshirt freshman playing in the Big Ten East, so you got to have tempered expectations. Yeah, Jalen Lucas, man, um, a little bit of a firecracker there. Right. Uh, yeah. So I mean. As I, as I get into Indiana and I begin to research a little bit as I come up with my predictions for the season, I see that kid and I circle him as being dangerous. Yeah. So is he pretty much going to be the offense outside of the quarterback at this point? Or do does, does Indiana have some more variety within the skills position to threaten an Ohio State and make, yeah. a, run at, make a run of being a bowl team this year? So um, I'm going to bring, since you brought, had to bring up a bad memory, I got to bring up a bad memory for you. Um, do you remember the little small receiver that played for Purdue? Um, yeah. and, and what happened with that? Yes. Still. Well, okay. So <laughs> when I'm wat- when I watch, when I'm watching him and his highlights from his freshman year, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I went, exactly. oh, oh crap. Another, another trip to Indiana with a little guy. Yep. That's good, you know. But but I will say this: we're running a much different defensive scheme than we were doing then that day. So, yeah, um, yeah hopefully that doesn't happen again. But yeah, so there's a lot of outside of him. Is the skills position up to par to to make a 500 run this year? Uh, absolutely. Um, Cam Camper was well on his way to uh, being at least an honorable mention uh, before he went down last year. Do you remember EJ Williams and his freshman year with Trevor Lawrence? If not, it was ages. It was ages ago, right? This we're, this is like what six years ago or more? Seven? Ooh, no. Ugh. It was it was EJ's freshman year. It was Trevor's senior year. So it was four, okay. four, four years ago. Anyway, so tw- twenty nine. It was been it had been twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it he put up insane numbers, and then DJ Ukulele became quarterback, and oh, and, this gosh. Guy, and, and this guy fell off the map. So you yeah. got Cam Camper on one side, you got EJ Williams on the other side, and then everyone lists Jalen Lucas as a running back. He will spend more. He will take more s- snaps in the slot. Than he will in the backfield. Um, that's I'm probably giving away too much, but that's I don't even think that's a hot take. I think that um, that that is going to happen. Jalen Lucas is going to be all over the field. So I think if that with those three wide receivers, Taven just has to not be awful um, for a shot at 500. IU had probably the second worst quarterback play in in all of Big Ten last year, um, and and went four and eight. Um, they need to just not ha- have a bu- like average quarterback play, and this team can go six and six and go back to bowling. Other side of the football, it looks like you guys hit the transfer portal big time. Is yep. that a concern for you? Well, we've seen it work for Michigan State, and we've seen it not work for Michigan State. <laughs> uh, and That's I- right. <laughs> so, honestly, um, you know, what June, July, August is hope season. The guys that they have they brought in are are studs, right? Uh, our edge rushers. I think it's probably the best edge rushers um, I can remember. Best edge rushing duo I use ever had in my time of being a fan. Um, the secondary 
was arguably the worst secondary I think I've ever seen. And there's been teams that have put up 700 yards uh, against IU. So um, the all the talents there, it's just, does the unit mesh or not? That's honestly what it comes down to. And especially early in the year against Ohio State, it could be ugly. Um, but I think as it goes on, the talent's there to come together. And again, kind of similar to the quarterback play, I used defense was 104th in the country. If it can just be in the 60s and 70s, 40, 50 spots better, I think that's a bull team. All right. Give me your basement and your ceiling on, on record and what your yeah. expectations of a fa- as a fan are. Perfect. Uh, expectations were the reason uh, Michael wanted me on and not him. Uh, <laughs> some little, <laughs> a little inside baseball for people that don't know how podcast gets set up. So, um, unfortunately, Taven Jackson is uh, all talent, no results. Um, and we win our two non-conference games and we go two and ten and Tom Allen's fired. It's realistic. It's realistic. It's realistic. Unfortunately, um, that so that's that's the basement. The ceiling, being an I, I realistic IU fan, is seven and five and a bowl win. Um, eight and five. Um, that's 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 the ceiling. The reality is, um, Louisville with Jeff Brom is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one's in Lucas Oil, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. So, which which is a little bit of the even, you know, um, even things out a little bit. Even though Louisville travels great, I, I hate their fans, but they really do travel great. As I have fans. heard that. I, we've ne- we haven't played Louisville since I was like a teenager in the er- like preteen in the early nineties. Right. So uh, it's been a long time, but I have heard that from people that Louisville's fan base is obnoxious. Yeah, they're they're are they as bad are they as bad as us? That's the question. So here's the thing. So <laughs> you have to think about that. <laughs> I do. Well, here's the thing. So Michael Michael despises you guys. I have I the re, I should hate you more. I'm a Pittsburgh kid, right? I'm a Pittsburgh kid who went to Indiana, right? Wow. So I I inherently hate everything Ohio, <laughs> right? But I have nothing wrong against Ohio State, right? I hate Kentucky. I think Kentucky's a rival. Right. And I think Louisville is little brother to Kentucky, just as Purdue is little brother to IU. So I, I, I don't hate Ohio State. You guys are obnoxious, but you beat us. Right. Like I when I played sports, when I when I crushed teams, I was obnoxious, too. So um, you guys, you guys. Yeah, you guys, you guys pick on us, but we deserve to be picked on. Um, so, yeah, I don't think you guys are that bad. Louisville fans. uh I hope not many fans listen because I'm going to say something controversial. They, it's a top five scummy program of like the entire country. Like, I, I, that's the reason I don't like them. Their football team with Petrino, their basketball team with Patino. There, it's just it's an entire program of ick. So I just don't like them at all. And hmm. they act like none of that ever happened. They're, they 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 are blameless in all of their allegations. Was so. it Pop, Papa John's guy too? I mean. There, is there a greasier lie. guy? Literally, is there a greasier guy than him? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. But yeah. I mean, so so going back, yeah, I do think seven and five in the first bowl win since 1993 is probably the ceiling. Um, Michael's gonna smack me when he listens to this. I do think we go heartbreaking five and seven again. Uh, I think we go into the Purdue game to West Lafayette and we drop it to go five and seven. Mm. Um, yeah, I do think we go. I think we go two and two in non-con, 
And then I think we go three and six on four or yeah. three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three and six in conference play. Um, I don't just in my, in my little bit here, I don't know that Purdue. I don't know, man. I, I think you guys might be better in Purdue. So here's the thing. They just have the better quarterback. We have the better weapons. I think we have the better stars. They have a deeper roster. Whole new coaching staff. That means something, man. It really does. Now, can they get it figured out by the end of the season? I don't know. Um, I I, love the coaching hire, to be honest. I don't like coordinators that almost come out of the blue and and put up insane seasons. Now, he did put up an insane season. Defensive guy, though. Right. I mean, Purdue is all about the O. I it mean, is. that's so I don't know. I don't know how that's going to mesh. So we'll see. I don't see. think it is, but I'm biased, obviously. So. Right, right, right. So uh, I can't wait to see the banter <laughs> podcast between you guys and, and those guys. That would be a lot of fun. Um, but anyways, uh, so we got we got kind of your expectation there. You kind of got your, your prediction there. So, nope. I, you know, I appreciate that. Here's, here's, I guess, is what we're going to say. Since we've done that, let's talk about the very first game, opening season, Indiana, Ohio State. I've been to Bloomington. Last time we opened the season on a Thursday night in your house, I was, I was there. Beautiful. Uh, oh, yeah. It was scary for about the first first half, and then uh, and then we decided to play football in the second half, and that was the that was the J.K. Dobbins introduction, first game in college to college football. Uh, gosh, we miss him. Um but here we are again, opening the season again in Bloomington. Are you guys catching Ohio State at the right time? New quarterback. That, that's, that's 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 a that's an unanswerable question. There's no such thing as catching Ohio State at the right time. I actually don't think so because uh, because okay. I I don't think there's any momentum. I don't think either team is meshed. So I think it's talent on talent, and there's a clear discrepancy on on week one. Um, now, Eric, do you like sequels? In movies, probably not. <laughs> uh, well, this don't be surprised if this is a sequel to Thursday Night a few years ago. Don't be surprised if IU maybe has a 10-7 lead. It's okay. maybe a 17-14, 17-13 lead at half. And then it goes on to be like 48-28, 40, you know, 45-31, something like that. I do think it's going to be an IU cover um, but I do think Ohio State wins by two and a half, maybe three scores. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. I, you know that sounds in, like the most likely scenario. To be honest yeah. with you, but, you know the first game like that, the jitters. Uh, Ohio State's bringing back quite a quite a bit of experience outside of the tackles and the quarterback on offense. Yeah, uh, defense looks very deep. This sh- defense is actually, I think, going to be the strength of our team. In all honesty, haven't said that in a while. It's been since 2019 when Chase yeah. Young and it's Jeff Okuda. So yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Um, because that that's not an easy first game. It's just not. A lot of people say, "Oh, it's Indiana. You guys have won 20 some straight." I go, "Yeah, but." Go back and look at the scores. Yeah. When when Wilson was coach, that was always a nail biter. It didn't matter what your record was. When we went to Bloomington, it sucked. It was going to yeah. be a four quarter football game. I expect very similar things here in this one. So um, yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to the game. Interesting fact. Here's a factoid for you. You can share it on your podcast. Ohio State is playing six road games for the first time since the 1800s. Wow. And we're going to the state of Indiana three times 
Not counting, Ooh. not counting the Big Ten championship. Well, hopefully four. But <laughs> there we go. Three scheduled, right? Three scheduled. Yeah, Bloomington, you know, uh, West Lafayette, and uh, South Bend. Never has I don't know of any football team ever who's done that before. Maybe Michigan or Michigan State. Maybe I, I, I would bet Michigan and Michigan State because they 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 had a Notre Dame series for a while. They both, especially Michigan State. Um, but so, to catch, yeah, but to catch all three on the road, I don't know, man. This is, I have to do some research, but this is good. That's, that's a little, a little factoid for you there. Real, real quick, Eric, then, since, since, you know, you have an Indiana guy on, have you been to South Bend or West Lafayette? Uh, this will be my first trip ever to West Lafayette. We are going to that game, okay. taking a, sh- taking a show on the road. I have never had the opportunity to be in South Bend. This is the first time since no- the nineties that Ohio state is playing in South Bend. And right now the tickets for that game are through the roof over oh. $700 per ticket to get in the door. And it's not. Uh, so again, I'm sure there are maybe some Notre Dame fans watching. Um, tailgating is horrible. Bar scene, horrible in the stadium. It's kind of like Wrigley field. It has all the nostalgia. It's kind of a crappy stadium. Wow. To be completely honest. Um, now the environment in there gets going a little bit, especially, you know, on a Saturday night game. What, what time are you guys playing uh, at Notre Dame? It has not been determined yet. It's, it's obviously an NBC thing since it's a yeah, home so three 30 or seven 30, probably. Pro, right. Pro, I am guessing it's going to be a night game is my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, El, thanks for having me on, man. I, I, yeah. I appreciate it. Um, we'll have to get back. You'll have to tell me what your tailgating experience is at West Lafayette. Nothing will touch Bloomington. Nothing. We'll Bloomington was fun, man. I, we had a lot of fun when we went. And uh, this was, like you said, if you recall, this was Kevin Wilson's first game as our OC. Yeah. And, I took a I took a Kevin Wilson sign that said thank you Indiana for fixing our offense. <laughs> I was told I was number one by quite a few of your buddies. <laughs> it was a lot of it was a lot of fun, but yeah. yeah, Bloomington was great. We had a great time in Bloomington, and uh, yeah, I I almost decided to come back, but I had to choose and pick. I'm trying to get to every Big Ten school. No, I get it. And so you know we're going to Purdue this year, so Ugh. this is going to be. Yeah, we we don't have good luck there either, man. No, Every, you don't. No, no you man. don't. I, I, I root for Ohio State, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on your show. Um, anyone against Purdue, I'm a fan of the other team. <laughs> that sounds like us against that team up north, man. We are Ohio State number one and number two, whoever's playing the maize and blue. That's 100%. how it goes. Brandon, tell everybody where they can catch the LEO podcast at. Yeah, so we record on the off-season one show every week. Uh, we're audio only on everywhere you can find your podcast. So Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, Big Banter is uh, trying to urge our move to YouTube, so we may be coming out with a YouTube show. Uh, during the season, we do a preview and a post-game, so we have two shows uh, during the season uh, as well. So thanks, Eric. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Baron. Take care. Have a great season. You too. See ya. And we want to thank Brandon from the LEO podcast for being a part of our Indiana preview. I hope you enjoyed that. That's what you're going to get with these previews, and that's what you're going to get being a part of Big Banter. It's such an awesome thing. So that being said, Chris, let's break down their roster a little bit here, Chris. 
I don't know if I just called you Aaron or not there. No, no, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't sure. It, uh, usually we have Aaron with uh, with us for these as well every year. But, all right, looking at their roster. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say Tavion or Taven Jackson is going to be their quarterback. The transfer from Tennessee from the state of Indiana. I believe this is the close. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details closest thing they have had since Michael Penix Jr. And and I think the success of this season is riding on how quickly Jackson can get acclimated to Division I football because he's not had a lot of playing time, how quickly he can get this offense moving in the right direction. Um, We'll see. I think he's got a ton of talent, but you know, can they jump up and 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 maybe surprise a few people like Brandon's hoping they do, or are they going to be in that two and you know two and ten basement that he said is a possibility? It's all riding on Jackson and really the health of this team because Chris, if as you look over this roster, you, right off the bat, there's some decent skill guys. Look at the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. Cam Campers, a senior. Uh, they got in uh, De Quincey Carter. Carter who's a transfer. He's a senior. McCullough is uh, a junior. You know, he's an upperclassman. You look at the running back position. Josh Mm -hmm. Henderson is a senior. And you got Jalen Lucas, which is going to be a do-everything type of player, like Brandon told us. Running back, wide receiver, wildcat. He's going to be one of Ohio State's definitely going to have to keep their eye on. If Indiana has got any chance, just like Brandon said in the preview, it's based on Jalen Lucas just running all over this field. And then you look at the offensive line. You got Mike Caddick, senior. Zach Carpenter, senior. Matthew Bedford, senior. Um, Khalil Benson, junior. Carter Smith is the lone underclassman as a redshirt freshman. That is a lot of upper-class uh, girth on that offensive line, Chris. And I, I don't know. I, I look at this offense. I think they're going to be better than last year's offense. What do you think, Chris? Oh, I definitely think so. And, and like you said, and let's not discount it. 
Uh, that offensive line, having that type of upperclassman leadership on it is going to be huge, um, especially for a Taven Jackson who, uh, you know, he sat on the bench primarily behind Hendon Hooker last year. So he well, really who wouldn't. Who wouldn't? Yeah, who wouldn't? <laughs> but, I mean, he really did not get very much playing time at all. Yeah. Um, I really like the upside with Jalen Lucas for them. But, you know, I just feel like as good as they are, they may be on the offensive line. They, they're going to have their hands full with uh, the defensive line of Ohio State because, <laughs> you know, we saw it firsthand at that spring game, Eric. I mean, yeah, these guys are juniors and seniors for the most part, but not a one of them is ranked up where the caliber of of guys that you have on that Ohio State right, offensive right. line. and. I- yeah, they I just think, had their way with them. I think this is going to be a very good litmus test for this defensive line for I Ohio agree. State. This, this isn't Notre Dame's offensive line. Um, this isn't Michigan's offensive line. It's it's not Penn State's offensive line. No. But as far as your lower tier Big Ten schools that you're going to play in, and that's definitely what Indiana is, this is a, a experienced big offensive line. Yeah, And so I think this is a really, really good litmus test to start off with and see where your where your team is at to start the season off. All right, yes. let's move over to the defensive side of the ball here. So on the defensive side, you've got on the defensive line another transfer. And, and really the defense is where the transfer, transfer central took place. Yeah. I mean, literally half your defense almost – is from the transfer portal. But defensive line, you got Andre Carter, who's a redshirt senior transfer. And you also have Philip um, Bildy, who's a senior, or Bildi. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure how they pronounce that. Uh, then you got the two guys coming back, uh, upperclassmen coming back from last year's team, Miles Jackson and Patrick Lucas Jr. That's your defensive line. Pretty good defensive line. They're, they're, they're feeling pretty confident in that defensive line. So, again, another great litmus test for Ohio State, game one against a pretty good defensive line. Uh, we're not, we're, as far as Buckeye fans, we're weary of the offensive line. And so if you're Indiana, this is where you feel pretty good about your possible matchup against uh, what's going to be the top, a top five ranked Ohio State team. Well, well, and Eric, you look at it. The fact is, our offensive line practices against what's arguably the best defensive line in the country every day. If you struggle with Indiana's defensive line, it could be a long season. It's going to be yeah, – you ain't kidding. Um, I also think that this could be a really good benef- benefit for Indiana looking at their season, and we're going to jump into their schedule here next. Because if their defensive line can get pressure, that's going to improve the rest of the defense. Mm-hmm. If the defense can hold opponents down to under – you know, three scores, four scores like they did in, in 2020 and give this offense time to kind of gel together, then Indiana's looking at surprising some teams this year, possibly. So, but it's, I think the defensive line is really the key moving forward at the beginning of the year for the Hoosiers. At linebacker, you got Aaron Casey. He's a redshirt senior and another transfer in Jacob Mangum uh, Farrer or Ferrar. Ferrar, mm-hmm. redshirt senior, 
So they are obviously playing a 4-2-5. Let's look at the back end of this defense. Cornerbacks and transfer, both transfers, Jameer Johnson, who's a junior, and Nicholas Toomer, who's a redshirt junior. Again, so you've got one, two, three, four, five transfers on your defense. That's basically half your defense transferring in. My concern for Indiana, Chris, would be the fact that you almost might have a Michigan State type of thing here with transfers. You're bringing them in, either it's going to be boom or bust type of thing, possibly. And I don't Uh, see a Kenneth Walker on there. No. At safety, you got Josh Sanguinetti, redshirt senior, Luis Moore senior, and Noah Pierre a redshirt senior, so pr- a lot of upper-class safeties there uh, for you on the back end that might be able to help clean up any issues they have from the transfers on the outsides. Again, a transfer kicker and freshman Nicholas uh, Radikic and James Evans, the junior punter, rounds out the special teams for this uh, Indiana Hoosiers. So that's my concern defensively, Chris, for these guys is – How long will it take for them to gel together? That's why I think it's really critical that the defensive line steps up right away for these guys because, as we've seen in the past with our own defense, if you're not getting pressure up front, that can really reveal a lot of holes on the back end of your defense uh, that might be there. And so I'm kind of afraid for Tom Allen and the Indiana Hoosiers defense that if they're not getting good enough pressure up front – they're going to be picked apart on defense. Well, I, I almost think that I, I look at this, and I think this may have to be a bit of a blitz-happy defense, but you know what happens when you get blitz-happy is you create a lot of one-on-one matchups. You do? And you, can't, you can't have a one-on-one matchup when you've got you know, a, a, a linebacker trying to cover any of Ohio State's wide receivers. You're, you're toast if that happens. They were creative with their blitz packages back in 2020. They were. 2019. Uh, honestly, though, I feel like they had a higher caliber of athlete on that team as well, though. It's a very good possibility. It's a very good possibility that that's the case. And I, I hope for Tom about. Allen that I'm wrong. I, I hope I, – because let me tell you something, Eric. I like Tom Allen as a coach. Yeah. I really do. As we I learned mean, with Brandon, the whole LEO thing stands for love everyone. Um, it's yeah. cool. It's really cool. And um, there's there was a great vibe in Indiana two years ago that there was this just kind of melded away with Penix Jr. leaving. And I we'll see if we'll see if getting a higher caliber quarterback, which is what they've got now, yes, can make the difference. It's just he's young. He's so young. You know, we saw flashes from Penix Jr. as a freshman, and it was that next season that he kind of exploded on the scene. And so we'll see if it's similar this year, because if he, if, if they can sneak up, I think, and get four or five wins, I think his job is going to be safe. Like there's, there's no doubt, you know, this becomes the one concern with that though, Eric, what their strength is this year is their offensive line next year. You're going to be graduating a whole lot of guys. Yes, you are. So, transfer portal transfer portal central again, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. All right, let's take a look at Indiana's 2023 schedule here, shall we? All right. They start the season, of course, like we've been talking about just about nonstop here. 
at home against Ohio State. So they welcome the Buckeyes into Memorial Stadium. Uh, I don't want to go through this, you know, you and me game by game, but let's just kind of look. And when I go through the game, Chris, you tell me if it is winnable or not. Yes. Ohio State. No. Okay. September 8th. So this would be a Friday night. So they play the following Friday night at home against Indiana State. And I do not believe Indiana State has got Larry Bird on their team this time. No. Uh, yeah, I th- this is a winnable game, Eric. Um, I think a lot of it depends on what happens versus Ohio State, though. September, How healthy are they? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, September 16th, they, well, let me say this. They better win that game. They better. They better win that but, game. Yeah. That's oh, that's Ohio State versus Youngstown well, State is what that is right there. Yeah, and, and if they don't win this, well, you know what, though? A few years back, we might have said this is Michigan versus Appalachian State. Ooh, that's true. Let's just, yeah, any any Michigan fans listen, let's just, you know, give them that dagger, please. September 16th is um, a neutral site game, although I don't know how much neutral it could be since it's in Indianapolis and and Bloomington's much closer. But in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium, they welcome in the Cardinals, the Louisville Cardinals. This is a big rivalry game for them, as I've learned with Brandon there. Uh, they these two teams do not like each other. Two basketball schools here. Yeah. Uh, gonna play a little bit of football here inside of Lucas Oil. Um, what do you think? I'm gonna say it's slightly there's a slight chance it's winnable, okay. but I, I don't so have this, confidence. This this might be what you would call kind of the middle ground game where there's yes. there's a chance here. Okay. September twenty third, a week later, also at home. This one is against Akron. Winnable. Better be, yeah. Uh September thirtieth, they go on the road for the first time at Maryland. No. Okay. Uh, by week they get healthy, then they go on the road again to the big house. Not even, not even a chance. October twenty first, they welcome in Rutgers. It's, I think it's possibly winnable. Mm. Possibly, I don't look for them to win it. I didn't call it, predict it as a win, but this is my thing. There, we talked about it. There's so much unknown about Taven Jackson. At this point, he's going to have, what, five games under his belt? Two against very top-flight competition. So, who knows? If he gets a high hand, if he gets lucky, maybe it's a winnable game. It is at home, so let's call it a coin flip. Then they go on the road October 28th, which is usually the date that is kind of set aside for Ohio State, Penn State, but they go on the road to take on Penn State for the Halloween weekend game. Uh, that's not winnable. It's it's a it's an auto L, I would think. However, yeah. uh, they've 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 clipped them before, so miracles do happen, right? Much different team, though, Eric. Yeah, they both have young quarterbacks. November fourth, home against the Fighting Luke Fickle Wisconsin Badgers. Man, somebody did, the schedule makers did not like Indiana. No, I, I don't think this is a winnable game at all. November 11th, on the road. This is kind of a revenge factor for the fighting Illini. Yeah. I, you know, history would tell us it's, it, there, there's a chance, but I, I just don't think there is. 
November 18th, home against Michigan State. Another revenge game. Double overtime win last year at East Lansing. Can they pull it off again? No, actually, this is at Indiana. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But they last year they lost at, yeah. at East Lansing. They got them home again this year. They got them home this year. So can they do it again? It's possible. We don't know what Michigan State has yet. So, yeah, it's possible. Another coin flip, maybe. Uh, and then they finished the year going on the road, going up uh, up the state there to West Lafayette to take on the Boilermakers in a rivalry game at Purdue. I, I just don't see that one happening, Eric. Uh, this one, it, it could be a coin flipper. It could be a coin flipper, but I don't I know. Mean, what, I think I really, these are teams going in, in divergent directions. I really don't know what Purdue's got this year. They're, they're a huge mystery to me. I think there's a lot of teams like that in the Big Ten Conference this year. Yeah, yeah it's a good point. They're, they're really Even the top-end teams have got some pretty big question marks. Sure. Yeah. So I've got, them, I've got two wins on them this year, guaranteed. I think they win Indiana State-Akron. I don't know that they win a Big Ten game, to be honest with you. If they do, I feel like they might be at the, able to, at the end of the year to nip Michigan State and Purdue, possibly. If they're able to squeak one out against Rutgers at home, that gives them five. Can I find another six win in there somewhere? Maybe they step up and get a big win at Lucas Oil against Louisville. Um, because it's kind of a rival game. Like there, there's a scenario where Indiana surprises everybody. It, there is that scenario, but I'm going to take the safe bet. I'm taking the under again. It worked for me last year. I'll go two and ten. Yeah, Eric. I've also got him at two and ten. Same two wins. Uh, and, and I'll be honest with you, Eric. I, I struggled to give him the Akron win. I really do. I think Akron's a team that's improving. And I I haven't seen a whole lot out of Indiana the last two seasons. So Okay. I, I again I hope I'm wrong. I'm taking the under as well. Uh but I I hope I'm wrong. I like I said, I hope that uh, Allen can write the ship a little bit and you know, at least make this a competitive team. All right. Speaking of uh speaking of uh the overs and unders and, and uh the little trying to make a little scratch. Something new this year. We've got Brandon Jensen from Big Banter. He is our uh, gambling expert, if you will, there on Big Banter. We're going to turn it over to him real fast. <laughs> We're going to turn it over to him real fast and tell us what's the safe bet for Indiana this year. So I'm Brandon Jensen, uh, lead betting analyst at Big Banter Sports. Glad to be on the show. We'll move on towards the bottom feeders of the Big Ten, I must say, with Indiana at three and a half. It wasn't terribly long ago that Indiana was at Ohio State giving us a scare. COVID, they almost got it done, but they could not quite, and it's just been downhill from there. We got new new quarterbacks. We don't even know who the starter is officially yet, and I, I think both guys are going to get some playing time early in the season, and I don't think that's a recipe for success. I don't think there's enough defensive talent to uh, – fit the high pressure style that Tom Allen likes to run. So I just, I don't see four wins. I'm going to have to go with the under at plus money. All right, Chris, there we have it. Thank you so much, Brandon, for that. Final thoughts on Indiana this year. I think this is going to be kind of a make, not, I don't want to say make or break year for Tom Allen. Cause I think he's, he, I think he's earned some goodwill with the Hoosier faithful, 
But I will say this. If he has another poor year or what we're what we're suggesting, I think his seat gets hot. I kind of feel like his seat's already a little bit warm, Eric. Um, and again, this is a, this is a coach I really like, but I just don't see them. I, I just don't see the same passion out of this team that I saw three years ago. Um, I hope he can get it back. I really do. But I feel like, and I mentioned it uh, before we started, uh, or before we uh, went to the over and unders, but I feel like these are two teams, uh, this is a team going in the wrong direction right now. Um, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. It's happened once before. Maybe Taven Jackson steps in there and he's the man to get it done. Maybe he is the next Michael Penix Jr. Maybe he can bring the passion and the, and the play back to Indiana, but Eric, I... I just don't see it, and I don't see Tom Allen as a head coach next year at Indiana. Ooh, ooh. This okay. This is Indiana we're talking about. We're it not is. Talk, we're not talking about Penn State here. Uh, we're not even talking about a team like Purdue, you know, who has somewhat of a of a tradition, you know, or Iowa, um, Wisconsin, you know, this. This is Indiana. This is the doormat of the Big Ten when it comes to college football. And I don't think the expectations from the Indiana Athletic Department for their football program, or from their fan base for that matter, are winning seasons consistently. I think the fact that he did what he did in 2019 and 2020 gives him at least two more seasons there. One more after this year, at least. I hope you're right, but I just don't see it. The fact is, the worst thing that you can give a fan base is hope, and that's what he did in 2019 and 2020. He created hope within this fan base. He created hope within uh, the university that this was going to be a team that could be competitive on a regular basis. Maybe not competing for a Big Ten title or even a Big Ten East crowd because, honestly, you look at it, the, the this team is in a bad division. You put this team out west, especially in 2019 and 2020. They're competitive, man. Oh, they're, they're very competitive. Win. They're probably winning the West. I agree, uh, but you know what? The fact is, the expectation I believe is that he's set forth is at least be bowl eligible. Um. You, you know, that's what you get after two successful seasons in 2019-2020. You've gone off the rails the last two seasons. Um, and I'll tell you, you've got a very highly touted young quarterback that's coming in there. And if they don't do more than two wins, if I think if they do not at least get five wins this season, I don't think Tom Allen's got – Yeah, maybe he's got – a lot of people have the love for Tom Allen, but I just don't think that they're going to have the patience for him. There, there's the love there, but you, to, you bring up a very good point. Is there the patience? Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens because, like I said, and that opening game could be huge for him because even if Ohio State, let's say Ohio State pulls, just like Brandon uh, predicted, Ohio State pulls away in the second half, um, kind of similar to what we saw in 2018, I believe it was. Yeah, if, if he gets close for the first half, over the first three quarters and has a competitive game, that's going to go a long way. Yeah, I, no, uh, 
I, I agree. Um, that first game is huge because if they keep this close for the first half, the first three quarters, that's going to go a long way in instilling confidence in the fans and more so instilling confidence in a team and a young quarterback. Uh, you know, that could set it up. If they can go in and, okay, they lose to Ohio State, but like you said, they pull it away in the fourth quarter. They beat Indiana State. They beat Louisville. They beat Akron. They stay competitive with Maryland and Michigan. Now all of a sudden you get the, the confidence that, you know, we can beat Rutgers. Oh, you know what? We've stunned Penn State before. You know, Wisconsin's got a lot of new guys, too. Maybe we can, you know, they're coming to our house. Maybe we can get them. Illinois, yeah, they're going in the right direction, but, hey, we stunned them last year. Maybe we can do it again. That confidence comes if they play strong against Ohio State, Maryland, and Michigan. Yeah. So I think there's two, well, three things here for Indiana football. Here's my three things. Number one, how good will this quarterback be and how quickly can he can he get to that level? Number two, can they get off to a good start this season. I think that's also really, really important for them. And then number three, in my opinion, is can that defensive line keep them competitive defensively? I don't care how good they are offensively. If they're giving up 50, 60 points a game, it's not right. going to It's not gonna matter. They're not so, going to win a track meet. No, they are not. They've, not. Got, they've got it. They, they need to fight it in a phone booth. That's who they're going to have yeah. to be this year. Um, so th- that's going to be Indiana to a nutshell this year. We'll know. I think we'll know by middle of the third quarter if Tom Allen has got the kind of team that he might be able to get that four, five, six wins. Well, we'll you know, know I, middle of the third quarter. I, I'm, I'm looking again at this, Eric, and I'll tell you, this schedule – the schedule makers did not love Indiana it's, on this it's one. It's brutal. It's brutal. I mean, you've got the East, which is brutal in and of itself, but then you give them cross the cross divisional games with Wisconsin at Illinois, who I think is much improved. Um, you know, old old Birdie's doing a pretty good job over there at Purdue to finish the season. Yeah, it's a rivalry game, but man, there's just for for a team that's struggling or has struggled the last two years, that's brutal. Yeah, there's no Northwestern on this roster, on the no. schedule. Uh, th- that that team's not sitting there for them. So, But there is a Rutgers there. They are the Northwestern on this schedule. That's the yeah. sad part. Yeah, so, well, all right. So there you have it. My prediction is 2-10. and 10. His, prediction is well. two and, his prediction is 2-10. and 10. We both say take the under. That's kind of what we believe here as well. And we'll we'll find Indiana. We'll see them right away. They're game number one for Ohio State. So make sure you stay tuned to the OHIO podcast so that you can get that preview when week number one rolls around. We'll have a lot of good stuff for you then. So please like, share, subscribe. That really does help out the channel. And make sure you come back because we're going to have another Big Ten team preview for you later this week. It's going to be Michigan State. We're going to take a look at Spartan. Party next here on the OHIO podcast. Till next time, go Bucks. Team that he might be able to get that four, five, six wins. Well, we'll you know, know I, the middle of third quarter. I, I'm I'm looking again at this, Eric, and I'll tell you, this schedule, the schedule makers did not love Indiana on this one. It's brutal. It's brutal. I mean, you've got the East, which is brutal in and of itself, but then you give them cross the cross divisional games with Wisconsin at Illinois, who I think is much improved. 
Um, you know, old, old Birdie's doing a pretty good job over there at Purdue to finish the season. Yeah, it's a rivalry game, but man, there, there's just for, – for a team that's struggling or has struggled the last two years, that's brutal. Yeah, there's no Northwestern on this roster, on the no. schedule. Uh, th- that, that team's not sitting there for them. So, but there is a Rutgers there. They are the Northwestern on this schedule. That's the yeah. sad part. Yeah. So, well, all right. So there you have it. My prediction is two and 10. His prediction is, well. is two and his predictions, two and 10. We both say, take the under. That's kind of what we believe here as well. And we'll, we'll find Indiana. We'll see them right away. They're game number one for Ohio state. So make sure you stay tuned to the OHIO podcast so that you can get that preview when week number one rolls around. We'll have a lot of good stuff for you then. So please like share, subscribe. That really does help out the channel and make sure you come back because we're going to have another big 10 team preview for you later this week. It's going to be Michigan state. We're going to take a look at Sparty next here on the OHIO podcast. Till next time, go Bucks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.